and welcome to this week's Dermatology Flash Briefing. We're going to be talking about how thermal energies can be harnessed for both the skin and the hair in this episode. The concept of harnessing thermal energies to manipulate its effects on the skin and the hair isn't new except that there has been a little bit of misunderstanding amongst lay persons about the indications for each. At extremes of temperature, damage occurs to both the skin and the hair, and that should be avoided. However, when you are able to set the temperatures to optimal ranges, either at the cold or at the hot end of the spectrum, you may be able to enhance physiological functions and also improve absorption. One of the most widely practiced and yet ill-informed practices is that of facial steaming. Well, that itself has certain relaxing benefits. But from a dermatologist's point of view, it's something that doesn't confer benefits for skin. Heat itself can worsen symptoms of skin dryness. So in individuals with sensitivity, the increase in blood flow brought on by heat, something known as vasodilation, uh, can actually cause a physiological response which triggers off a condition such as rosacea, principally because of vasodilation, a function of the body to release excess heat to prevent overheating, in this case due to exposure to the facial steam. Rosacea is a condition whereby one's blood vessels are already hyperactive, if you have eczema, for example, bathing in warm or hot water will worsen inflammation. So we always recommend bathing with cool or lukewarm water. And the same goes for cleansing the face. The other thing about facial steaming is that a lot of people think that it helps to open up your pores and release toxins, etc. There are, however, no sound basis in this thinking that toxins are being released when you steam your face. On the contrary, cold therapy has been proven in its dermatological functions in terms of reducing inflammation. We often tell patients to put their skincare products in the refrigerator, especially if they're being treated for eczema because the cold, first of all, distracts the skin receptors from the sensation of itch. This is the same thing that patting your skin does as opposed to one trying to alleviate itch by scratching. There are real problems with the skin being exposed to abnormally high temperatures. A condition known to dermatologists as erythema epigne, also known as hot water bottle rash, is essentially a skin condition that's caused by chronic long-term exposure to infrared radiation. Sometimes women who have menstrual cramps use a hot water bottle as a way to alleviate the cramps and the pain sensations, but something that also occurs in individuals who do that is a rash that develops as a result of this exposure to prolonged thermal exposure. Essentially, this rash develops in the form of what we call a lacy reticulated pattern of redness around the area, which can subsequently turn into hyperpigmentation and broken blood vessels. The bottom line is that heat is not good for skin. On the other end of the spectrum, heat therapy clearly has its well-established benefits of bodily relaxation. In massage and soothing of tired muscles, 
What's particularly relevant is its ability to increase absorption of cosmeceuticals, but when it's applied on areas such as the scalp as opposed to the skin. By virtue of its location and also the fact that it's a hair-bearing area which is much thicker and less sensitive to these thermal side effects, it's an optimal way to harness the benefits of increasing absorption. Essentially, when the blood vessels in the hair-bearing area are exposed to higher temperatures, they react by expanding, a term known as vasodilation, which brings about more blood flow and increases absorption to the localized area. Salons have traditionally used heat therapy to break the chemical bonds of hair for women with curly hair who want to straighten their hair. That is an example of using extremes of temperature to achieve a physiological effect. Now, the hair shaft itself is actually dead material of keratin, so there really isn't much of an issue in using heat other than uh, the fact that constant inappropriate styling methods involving high heat can essentially destroy the structure and the health of the hair shaft, and that's something to consider. In terms of hair treatments though, what's been done in salons and a lot of work by great cosmetic research companies on hair conditioners essentially are also harnessing the emollient properties and detangling properties of certain ingredients to help the hair shaft become more manageable. We know that grooming is an essential part of hair care and hair health, and it definitely affects one's self-esteem. Using slightly elevated levels of temperature in hair treatments, but not to the extent that it breaks the structure of the hair bonds, is a valid way of increasing the absorption of hair cosmeceuticals into the hair shaft. This occurs via a physical chemical effect, and studies have shown that in terms of the use of certain plant oils as to how we can strengthen the hair shaft and improve certain markers of hair health which are desirable. So things like reducing the porosity of hair, increasing hair elasticity, these are all beneficial in terms of improving the overall appearance, the shine and health of the hair shaft. That's it for this week's Dermatology Flash Briefing. I'm Dr. Teo Wan Lin, and you can follow me on my Instagram at Dr. Teo Wan Lin, and also check out the latest offerings by Dr. TWL Pharmacy, which features this 360 degrees conscious mask bar that harnesses this concept of thermal energies for both the skin and the hair.